Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Sports Mole's Football Shorts. I'm Barney Corkill. I'm here with our football editor Matt Law and we're down to the semi-final stage now of the Europa League and Champions League um, in our prediction competition. Plenty to talk about, not least about the quarterfinals when there were some very eye-catching results. Um, myself and Matt again did pretty well. There was only two uh, scorelines, uh, sorry, results we didn't get. Um, but we matched each other in terms of scores throughout. So my, I'm still leading 38-35, Matt, going into the semi-finals. Time's running out for you. Time is running out. I think I'm at the stage, aren't I, where I do need a, a perfect score because you fancy that we'll probably, you know, get a few right again. So I'm looking for that perfect score, which obviously if I do get it and you don't, it makes it very interesting for the finals. It is only one game in it with a three-point lead, so all to play for, for us as well as these um, eight teams left in the competitions. And we'll start with Sunday's semi-final in the Europa League between Sevilla and Manchester United. A uh, fascinating game, this one. Manchester United, obviously a huge name in European football, uh, but Sevilla in this competition have got an unparalleled record, really. So how do you see this one going, Matt? Yeah, it's a really big one, isn't it? Obviously, like you mentioned, Sevilla... You know, excellent history in this competition. Won the Europa League three times, but obviously the UEFA Cup a couple of times as well. So five trophies in this, you know, sort of Europe's second competition is very impressive. And obviously coming in off the back of the victory over Wolves last time out, another Premier League side, and it looked like it was going extra time, didn't it? And obviously a Campos, a player picked out mm. before the game, uh, came out of a, a fantastic header, wasn't it? Late on after Wolves, and obviously missed a penalty and had some some good chances, but. No, the record against uh, Premier League sides is pretty good recently. You know, Sevilla they, you know they they, they, they drew with Liverpool twice in the group stage of the uh, Champions League back in 2017. Obviously, beat United in the Champions League in the round of 16, wasn't it? I remember Mourinho after that game was you know keen to you know pay credit to Sevilla to say you know they're an excellent side in European football, which which is absolutely spot on. Obviously, had a great season in Spain as well, so they will be in the Champions League next season. Don't need to win it. Same with United obviously third in the Premier League and so there's not I've mentioned last time it's not like they need to win it to get in next season which takes the pressure off a touch obviously the Copenhagen game should have really won by more shouldn't they obviously needed a penalty in the end but the, the Copenhagen goalkeeper had an absolute worldie didn't he and put himself in the thoughts of a lot of uh, bigger clubs so yeah it'll be interesting team selection for this game it looks like uh, Matic and Lindelof probably will come back in for, for Fred and Bailly apart from that you know as you were with Romero probably in goal again which I think is the right call because you know he's a fantastic goalkeeper he deserves to play I think he's played in nine of their 11 uh, Europa League games this season anyway so it would be a surprise if De Gea came back in uh, big type big game you know really big game should be interesting obviously it's a one-off affair so uh, it's going to be tight but I've, I've just gone with United here I think they've got a little bit more going forward Sevilla still not sure about you know their main striker is you know De Jong's played a bit El Nezri's played a bit played quite well recently so tight game but I, I've just gone United here 2-1 yeah, I thought we might differ on this one. I went back and forth, to be honest. Um, I'm really expecting a tight game as well. I, I, I'll throw in an extra extra time prediction um, with this. I think it's going. I think it's going all the way. Yeah. Um, but I've actually just backed Sevilla two one. Mm. I think their experience in this. I think United. You know, before the previous round, they would have been many people's favourites because they were in really good form. The Copenhagen one, obviously, they did end up winning that. Not as comfortably as many people would have expected. As you say, they should have scored more. They should have won more comfortably. Um, but, you know, I think that might have just checked their confidence a little bit. And when you're coming up against a severe side in great form, you know, they're unbeaten in 19 games in all competitions themselves. So they're in great form as well. It's a, it's a really, really good game. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if either team came away with the victory. Uh, but for me, I'm just, I'd just edge for Sevilla after extra time, 2-1 winning this one. Mm. Um, so that should be an 
mentioned just in one that could be a difference maker in our prediction could competition. Be, yeah. um, I think there's probably a clearer favourite in the second Europa League semi-final, but that's not to say Shakhtar Donetsk don't have a chance. They've been in really good form themselves, obviously, in this competition. In the last round, a 4-1 victory against Basel, who themselves have been impressive in the previous round against uh, Frankfurt. Um, but Inter Milan come into it in really good form, and I think many people would make them the, their favourites for the competition as a whole. So how do you see that one going? Yeah, it's an excellent game, isn't it? Another one that, you know, Shattered and has been fantastic, haven't they? Obviously, I've mentioned before, they're a team that, you know, used to winning football games, aren't they? Obviously, domestic success is unbelievable. And in this competition, you know, 4-1 out against Basel was, was exceptionally good, wasn't it? In the quarterfinals, obviously, um, it, it's not easy to do that, is there? Uh, especially at this stage with everything that's going on. And obviously, got a few Brazilians in their team and, you know, a bit of flair and they score bundles of goals. Even thinking back, even if you don't know too much about them you always think about them in the Champions League didn't you they they were great value in terms of entertainment mm-hmm. you know scoring goals actually a little bit surprising actually you know, the third meeting between these teams uh, they've played twice before Interman Shakhtar both in the uh, Champions League back in 2005 a little bit surprising this is how Shakhtar have got you know good pedigree in the Champions League and, and in Europe anyway but I've been really impressed of Inter this season to be honest obviously Conte is up for me he's a fantastic manager he's obviously got Lukaku playing you know Martinez might leave but they're talking about a big summer for Inter you know possibly you know Kante being a target and and, and Sandro Tonali another young player you know from Italy who potentially come into the team next season obviously already signed Sanchez and I think there's something big happening with Inter obviously went quite close didn't they in, in the Italian league so uh, yeah if they could win the Europa League this season it would be another huge uh, step in the right direction and do fancy into here. It's a strange storyline to pick, wasn't it? Because I almost wanted to predict more goals for Shakhtar than I have, but into mm. just really strong, you know, they're a, they've got a strong base at the back, good players going forward, and I'm really struggling to see anything other than into here, to be honest. So I've gone 3-1 to Inter. 3-1, yeah. I, I was exactly with you with the with the goals for Shakhtar. Look, the last two rounds, they won by three clear goals apiece, 3-0 against Wolfsburg, 4-1 against Basel. They've got goals in the team. Um, but they're coming up against an Inter team, as you mentioned, who are really solid and you know a better team than Wolfsburg and Basel. I've gone for slightly lower scoring than you. I've gone for two one, but again, it's like, it's like the other one. I wouldn't be too surprised to see a much more high scoring game. Things to go a little bit differently. It's a difficult one to predict, um, but I've gone with you, Inter, to go through and reach the final. But I've gone two one to Inter Milan in that one. Um, okay, moving on to the Champions League. The first semi-final on Tuesday night is RB Leipzig versus PSG. Obviously, the Champions League as a whole is fascinating because you've got two German teams uh, and two French teams. No Spanish teams, no English teams, no Italian teams in the semi-finals of the Champions League. Leipzig, a bit of a surprise package. PSG looked like they were heading out against Atalanta, didn't they? It looked like they couldn't get past the quarter-final hurdle again, but then came up with that incredible late extra time, uh, sorry, stoppage time comeback. Um, inspired by Neymar and Mbappe and when you've got those two on the pitch and in your ranks then you're you're capable of going all the way in any competition they're two of the best players in the world Um, Mbappe I've said it before I think is the best young player I think I've ever seen in my entire life even going back to the original Ronaldo I think Mbappe is is something truly special Um, it's it's, it's another really interesting one you don't want to underrate or um, you don't want to underrate Leipzig and overlook them just because they're you know the underdogs. They've they've done really well to get this far, um, even without Timo Werner to get past Atletico Madrid in the last round. Really good uh, result for them. So they will fancy their chances, and you know the idea of them maybe getting to the Champions League final is it? I think maybe nine years after coming into existence is mm. incredible. Whereas PSG, they're in the semi-finals for the first time since the mid 90s. Obviously, you'd think that Atlanta win 
is a big mental hurdle for them to get over. So they've really got to be taken seriously now in the last four. Um, it's a really interesting game for me, and I've gone for three-one PSG in the end. Yeah, I've I've also gone PSG. Different to you, I've gone I've gone two 0 You know, maybe a little bit harsh on Leipzig, not picking them to score. But you know, I think we mentioned didn't we before the game about Timo Werner not being there would, you know, really harm them. But it didn't seem to do that. Obviously, up in Carno at the back was was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? He's obviously a player that mm. a lot of clubs would like and and have looked at before. Certainly, ones in the Premier League, and you know, got great players elsewhere. You know, Sabitz is a great player. Danny Almo is obviously. Uh, you know, proved himself in this competition. Played excellent uh, against Atletico, who were for me a little bit disappointing, to be honest. Uh, probably a little bit more than a little bit disappointing. They were really disappointing during stages of that game. I thought they'd offer a lot more than they did, uh, especially how well they played against Liverpool in the last round. But you know, credit credit to Leipzig for that. Managed to get the result done. And and if PSG can get Mbappe back in the first eleven for this game, it'll obviously make a huge difference. Let's say Neymar. You know, took a little bit of criticism, didn't he, during the game. He missed that uh, chance early on, didn't he? Very bizarre, you know, ran through and, and mm. just put it very uh, wide of the post. So, uh, you know, is you know PSG, they're, they're a strange team, aren't they? A funny team, they can be fantastic, but they can, you know, for want of a better word, you know, bottle it in this competition a touch. So it wouldn't be unbelievably surprising to see them go out here. But let's say I'm struggling, to be honest, because if they can get Mbappe back in the side, they're full of goals. You know, they've got they've got good quality in midfield and a couple of, you know, Herrera and Guy, if they do play again, two players at work, very hard uh, to get the ball back. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really energy zapping game for both sides. But uh, I've gone different to you in terms of score, but not in terms of who's going through. I've gone PSG 2-0. PSG 2-0 so they Matt think we both think PSG are going to make it to the final for the first time um, and there they will face one of Lyon or Bayern Munich uh, I think it's safe to say Bayern Munich are favourites after their humiliation of Barcelona 8-2 just an incredible result you look at results in history and that goes down probably alongside the Brazil versus uh, Germany World Cup semi-final it was it was that much of a dismantling um, and Bayern Munich, you know, I tipped them as favourites before that game and they've really got to be clear, clear favourites to lift the trophy now. They, they just seem unstoppable. They've scored 20 goals in the last four games now, which is incredible. At least four goals in, in all four of those games, including in the, the previous round against Chelsea as well, before battering Barcelona. Um, it's just, you don't want, again, same with Leipzig, you don't want to overlook Leon. They, they're, they're here on merit. They were really impressive against Manchester City. Obviously not Juventus and Cristiano Ronaldo out in the round before that. So they've got some big scalps. Um, and now they're just 90 minutes away from Champions League final, which no one expected against anyone else. You know, I might I might give them more of a chance, but Bayern Munich, it's just so hard to look past them at the moment, isn't it? They've got players in stunning form. Robert Lewandowski is obviously the standout one in, in that scenario. Um, so it's just so hard to look past them, how good they were against ba Barcelona. What you would say is obviously Leon are going to no, be nowhere near as suicidal defensively as Barcelona were. Barcelona with a high line just got sized, over, sized open almost every time Bayern Munich came forward. Lyon are going to sit a bit further back if they defend as well as they did against Man City then Bayern are going to have a much tougher time against Lyon than they did against Barcelona uh, which is why I haven't gone for a huge Bayern win but as I say just I can't see anything other than Bayern going all the way in this competition now so I've gone for 2-0 to Bayern in this one. 2-0, yeah, I've also gone by and I've gone 3-1, expecting uh, Leon to score. It, the game against City was just remarkable, wasn't it, for a number of reasons. Obviously, the fact that Guardiola changed his side, you know, to set up against Leon was, was surprising. You know, I'm not entirely sure why he didn't, you know, go with his best side to try and, you know, cause Leon problems. It was more they were more worried about Leon, but... 
you know, credit to Leon in that game. You know, Cornet was fantastic again. Uh, down the left, wasn't he? Scored that great goal, and you know, he's full of running, full of power, full of you know ability on the ball. So back three, who you know, nice and solid, and they've got some good players going forward. Obviously, Dembele came off the bench, and he got a couple of late goals. Mm. Obviously, the man, his manager said after the game he, he was disappointed to be on the bench, but he's proved that can make a big uh, contribution in this competition. So I know they've got some great players, but like you say, Bayern is just got eight goals against Barcelona, even with their problems. And the fact that Lewandowski only scored once, you know, they talk mm. about their best player and you know, Coutinho obviously coming up with a couple of late goals, which was you know, not ideal for Barcelona. Could end up costing them a little bit more money as well, couldn't it? Uh, Five million euros for, uh, for, for Coutinho winning the Champions League. They might have to pay Liverpool if, if he goes on mm. and wins it with Bayern, which is... You know, very ironic. Um, yeah, so it's 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 difficult, isn't it? So you know, Kuman come back into the team. Kuman come back into the team for Perisic. You know, possibly, but will he? Will Flick want to change a winning side that that played so well? I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, it'd be an interesting one. I, I expect him to be. You know, uh, probably could I see a shock? I'm not really too sure. There could be if Leon take the lead, it wouldn't be that surprising. But Bayern are just full, absolutely full of it, aren't they? And their form is remarkable. So uh, I've gone Bayern here, three-one. Yeah, you certainly can't rule out a shock because of what Leon have done in the last two rounds, which is so impressive. So, you know, they'll fancy their chance of upsetting the odds again, but they just just looked huge odds, don't they, with Bayern Munich in this form. And as you say, to score eight goals and then they've still got some top, top class players who could still come into the side. Hansi Flick could change things up and not lose much quality. Um, so yeah, both going for Bayern, both going for Bayern PSG Champions League final. Actually, we're both predicting. Um, but the semi-final lineup, you would have got long odds on that um, before the before the competition started. Two teams from Germany, two teams from France. Um, they both promised to be great games as to the Europa League semi-finals. And you can follow every twist and turn over on Sportsmall.co.uk. Uh, we've got previews, news, features, and more for all of those matches and beyond. So be sure to check them out. And Matt and I will be back to look at the finals of each competition on Friday the twenty-first. So be sure to tune back in for that and if you're enjoying these podcasts and don't want to miss an episode then you can also subscribe